What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, also known as BMXC, and this is Nice Minds. I'm with a very, very, very special guest, Tierra Oso. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a crazy couple of years, but I'm managing. Um, so I know of you. I I'm, I was trying to think. I, I know I met you at Honey. Oh, Honey. I miss Honey. <laughs> I miss it so much. Uh. But yeah, I think I met you, I can't even remember what year. I was trying to like go back in like pictures and flyers and just so I could like pinpoint exactly what show it was. But I want to say it was something, I know it was something, I think you were the host. Um, I want to say maybe Christopher Michael Jensen booked it. Does that ring a bell? Maybe, yeah. I was like, honey, I know for a while I was hosting, um, we did Galactic Soul Orchestra, but then we started doing six, seven, eights where we'd pick like a year from the 60s, 70s and 80s. And then we would like play music during that time. Um, but then with Christopher, I think we were doing stuff with Face Forward. So that could have been I think so. what it was. Yeah. But, you know, in Minneapolis, you're like you're hitting up Honey and Nomad and Ice House. Yep. Or I guess Ice House wasn't necessarily open 10 years ago, but maybe like seven years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I was out of town for a while. I'd be going back and forth, but yeah, I really miss honey. I would love for John to do something else because we had a lot of fun shows down there and it was just such a good vibe. It was underground, the lighting, the, um, they had really good house nights there. People coming from out of town, like It was really beautiful. Honey always treated us right. I mean, Mm -hmm. from John, the owner, to John, the sound guy, like everybody there just was just super nice, super accommodating. I mean, it was like, even if we didn't, you know, I would always beat myself up when I didn't have like good numbers in a show. And like John and John were both super cool. They didn't care. They just, they liked us. They liked the vibe that we brought. And as long as, you know, we were keeping things chill and you know putting on good shows that's all that mattered to them and that was yeah that was dope I mean not to get into too much about honey but like what is John up to now I'm not sure I haven't talked to him in a while and like I said I was out of town for a while and so the closing of honey was like super shocking to me I don't know if other folks already knew what was gonna happen but yeah I didn't know we're still on social media I'm gonna hit him up after this and see I should get him on the podcast if he'd be willing to that'd be sweet yeah um so more about you I mean I know you're a musician actress model and an all-around amazingly just talented individual uh how'd you get started with music uh music man um I think the first thing that was really um, awesome and important to me was uh, bomba, the Afro-Caribbean traditional music that I do. Uh, I had like a really difficult childhood, but um, I, I stayed over at a cousin's house and she was going to this dance class the next morning. So her mom asked if I could go to, and this became this thing that I was able to focus on and not focus on any of the other things that were difficult for me and just pour my everything into it. Um, And it was also amazing too, because this music, uh, I was learning it in Minnesota, this Puerto Rican woman was teaching us um, this traditional Afro-Puerto Rican music. Um, It was dance, song, and drums in Minnesota. And she would bring people up from Chicago and then eventually from Puerto Rico, who were who teaching us all these things. And then we would do um, we would do classes throughout the year and then we'd have summer programs. And then I eventually ended up teaching some programs too, teaching dance. But that really got me into um, understanding the different rhythms that are West African rhythms. Um, so the, the people that created this music, they were um, enslaved Africans that were on the sugarcane plantations in Puerto Rico, and they took their rhythms from West Africa and brought them to Puerto Rico. And then um, they sang songs in Spanish because they were told by their colonizers that they could only speak Spanish. So the songs were in Spanish, um, and I didn't speak Spanish. And I think it's such an interesting thing with um, my generation. And I feel like we're kind of around the same generation. Um, 
but it's a lot of second generation Americans that don't feel very close to our culture before America. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, a lot of it is assimilation. A lot of it is shame. Um, so I know a lot of Latinx people don't speak Spanish or don't know their culture. So yeah, just really being able to focus on music, but then also being able to learn Spanish and then learn the music was really, really beautiful and helpful for me. Um, and then I just got into a bunch of music in school too. I was like doing choirs and that really got me into harmonies. And so I understand like, um, just the alto harmonies are really fun for me. Uh, I would sing soprano a lot. And then I ended up reading music at nine when I started playing flute. It was really fun when I saw Lizzo like getting down on the flute. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, awesome. girl, you better get that flute. Um, but <laughs> yeah, just uh, bomba and then in school. And then um, I would just pick up whatever I could. I would play keys. I ended up picking up guitar. Um, so I'm not like super amazing at guitar, but I know my chords. I ended up, you know, you'd go online and find the tabs for songs or just try to play like when you hear stuff. I know one of the first songs I learned was that um, every morning when the halo coming from oh, that's the awesome. corner. That's you know, I was song, like, oh, I have to know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So, you know, music really just was there for me and was such a focal point for me. So I was like, any chance that I would get, I would just like figure something else out. That is awesome. Uh, so as your culture, um, what is your background, by the way? Everything, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just did my ancestry.com and it was like a lot of different things. The main things were Spanish from Spain, Mexico, indigenous Mexican and African. Oh, okay. That's what we talk about the African diaspora because in Puerto Rico, there were indigenous Taino people there. And then the Spanish colonized those mm -hmm. indigenous people and then they stole Africans from Africa and brought them there. So the people that were born out of the 1500s and on can be any mix of those people. So some Puerto yeah. Rican people are just Spanish or just African. And like my grandmother is really black <laughs> and my grandfather was a lot lighter. So he was Spanish. Um, so I, I'm definitely the, the spawn of the colonizers and the colonized. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then my grandmother, my mom's mom was Mexican. And then she married a man who was Irish and Polish. Oh, so wow. in the short, I would say Puerto Rican, Mexican, Irish, Polish. But what does that actually mean? African. And then I saw like Russian in there too. I'm like, wow, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I think that's why I'm so understanding and loving because I just am connected to a lot of different people. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite sure of my background at all, really. I mean, mm -hmm. I know Irish, German, French, um, but as far as I know, Native American, um, wow. which might be why I feel connected to you know, people as well, but I don't know. I have to do an ancestry test because I mean, it's always been, and I feel like a lot of people have that in their family where it's like, oh, our, you know, great, 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 great was a uh, Cherokee princess or, you know, that's like the, the lore in my family. Um, and I've heard that in a lot of people's families. So I don't know if that's quite true, but um, supposedly, supposedly I'm part Cherokee, but I would love to do a, do an ancestry um, background Thing. If you want to, you should do it. I love learning about other cultures and I, I love hearing about people's backgrounds. It is just to me it's super fascinating and I and I I just I, I just really respect it and I I um you know just being a you know being somebody that doesn't know my background, it just it it just I, I love when people know what their heritage is and they celebrate it. And mm -hmm. um has, so is it something I you said you mentioned that you learned uh 
that in school, um, have you always incorporated like your heritage and stuff in your music? Or is that something that's been more recent in the last few years? The marriage of the traditional Afro-Puerto Rican music and the the uh, more R&B, hip hop, funk, pop kind of stuff is really new. Like the shows that I would do before were kind of like a separate thing and like if I had an hour long I would do maybe 30 40 minutes of like R&B pop hip-hop stuff and then we would like transition into bomba and we would just do traditional songs we wouldn't do any new songs really um I know I I would play with two for one I don't know if you know two for one sounds familiar Um, he's native he's native in Puerto Rican Um, but he would like rap sometimes you know over some bomba rhythms and uh, and then really I saw this grant opportunity from the Cedar Cultural Center Um, I just got an email about it and they give out grants every year six grants to artists to do uh, 30 to 45 minute shows And um, just seeing that, I was really inspired. I hadn't really um, played any of my own music. At that time, I had an infant. So I was really focused on just like providing for him and being there for him, feeding him. And uh, seeing that grant, it was like, you have to think about how you're gonna be impactful with what you're doing. And around that time, George Floyd had just been murdered. Um, I also went to school with Philando. We were in theater class together. He was just a year older than me. Um, So I was really affected by that too. And yeah, I was like, you know what, like this bomba music, this traditional music was born from my ancestors while they were enslaved, you know, they had their West African rhythms in their bodies. A lot of things were stripped from them, but they had those rhythms in their bodies and they took these rum barrels from the sea that would wash up on the shores in Puerto Rico in this foreign land. And they would find um, sheep or goat and put hide over them. And when they had one day off in the week, they would play these rhythms. And then they started to create songs that were talking about what was going on. So sometimes it was kind of like a newspaper. We call it Grio. And uh, so they would do that or sometimes like one of the songs called Campo, the the translation to English is if I don't dance this bomba, I'm going to die, right? Like I just want to cry just like thinking about it. But they got through enslavement they connected to their ancestors, that strength um, through playing that music. And I was like, man, this could be a great opportunity for me to modernize uh, this traditional art form um, and and write some songs about what's going on right now. That's what they did. They, they wrote some music about what was happening. Let me do that. Like, if y'all can give me some fun so I can, like, yeah. focus on the music for a while. Um, and then I ended up getting it. I got the grant and I was able to uh, pay out some amazing friends and most of them that I grew up with playing this music. So they knew the rhythms, too. And I wrote music in English and Spanish. And... Um, I have a song about Philando. Uh, All of it is really um, for activists. And that was another thing too, like as a parent, I couldn't, I didn't want to be on the front lines anymore. I didn't want to risk my, put my body on the line and, and like, didn't want to bring my son out there. And so I felt bad about that. And I'm like, what can I do? Um, I also, I was, and I still am teaching like breathing techniques. So like teaching folks how to calm their nervous system. And I learned about the biology of stress and how to transform that even with our breath. So I was like, wow, it's really important for especially folks who are putting their bodies on the front lines to have tools that can help 
remind them of ways that they can calm themselves or sometimes ways that they can get that energy out, that trauma, that pain. Um, and also to hear lyrics from somebody that, that hears them and wants them to know that they are noticed and they're appreciated and loved. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really because of that Cedar Grant that I like took that traditional music and combined it with newer pop, R&B, funk music. And then um, I did that 30, it was like a 40 minute show. And then uh, I applied for another grant to record the music. And so that really brought it to a whole new level of adding more synth and guitar and bass, um, adding drum kit on top of the percussion. Um, so I had some help with that. And so that's what I've been doing the past year. Just finished that album. Like this is my first full length album, like super exciting and crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, it was like all from Minnesota grants that um, the inspiration and motivation to do it. The, well, the Minnesota grants and then also the activism and the people that are standing up for justice in these streets. I know you're going to do just amazing work going forward and you're going to help so many people with with what you're creating and the opportunities that you're giving giving people with that with those grants that's that's awesome thank you and i want to say too i um i named the album prez for different reasons one of them is self-preservation practices and like i said growing up like i didn't have somebody tell me you have to have tools in your tool belt to calm yourself, yep. to metabolize your pain, to make yourself feel better, to expel negative energy, to release tension that's caught up in your heart, in your back, in your legs. Like you need to know how to get that stuff out. I didn't have anybody tell me that. Same. And I think we don't really hear that in school, yep. right? Like we're starting to hear more about meditation and that's like slowly coming into certain curriculums but um it was just really important for me to put something out there and i hope folks hear it and i hope folks get it and like are able to to use it so i have songs that are really calming that are meant to um either have you say affirmations or have you like take breaths and do hums humming is a really good one too which is kind of the same as singing you're creating vibrations in your body which is breaking up tension within like physical tension in your body because you think about stress mm -hmm. like a stress ball you can get that out of you it's it's like clogging your arteries if you don't do anything about it so um yeah some of the songs are slower and some of them are faster some of them are for dancing it out some of them for uh some of them are for playing those rhythms you know playing those rhythms is calling on our ancestors and and i think that's another important thing too that i didn't realize until i was older like there have been people in our bloodline that went through some craziness and they survived and they're the reason why we're here like we can call on them what we can learn about what they were doing and do it <laughs> like it's important for us to know so yeah i'm really excited about that something that you said really resonated with me about uh the stress and and not really knowing how to deal with it because we're not taught um mm -hmm. and i i've really started to think about that with my own life um when you when you said that i mean because my mom passed last year and i especially lately I've been just thinking about the way I was raised and the way that I was brought up and um, my stress and my trauma and just everything is, has really kind of just come to the surface a lot in the last, you know, year. And mm -hmm. um, I, I think that it's, it's so important to have more people like you um, who are dedicated to, creating things to help people with stress and with trauma and especially people of color as well um and so i i really commend you for that and i i watched a couple of your new music videos too uh your newest one i i really like what what you've been doing and the production value is crazy good too i mean it's it's just it looks great sounds great i mean you're doing really good things out there 
Thank you. Yeah, the first one I did, I, I did a lot of it just on my own. Um, you know, I, I modeled before. And so I met a lot of people that are super talented and learned a lot about makeup and hair and uh, wardrobe, fashion. Um, I also have studied film for a long time. I've studied at the U and then um, just living out in LA, I, I did a lot of production work and stuff. So I was like, well, I can do some stuff on my own. And since it was COVID, I was like, yeah, let me just like do as much as I can on my own. And I think that's really important for folks to um, just get started, you know, like don't bog yourself down. Well, really, you got to do what's what's best for you, because some people are like, it's got to be perfect or I'm not putting yeah. it out. And that's cool. If that's you, that's what you want to do. You should do that and listen to your heart. And for me, I was like, this is really great. And, and, and maybe I could ask more people to help me and whatever, but like this first song drum piece was kind of stripped down anyways and so I you know worked with my two friends Andres and Truly so there was two of us doing vocals and so I was like we just need us two in the video and we had Andres help us with the um with the video and I found a really cool spot at uh Franconia Sculpture Park I don't know if you've been there oh no, uh, where's that oh my gosh it's like it's off the St. Croix river so like by taylor's falls over oh, okay. there it's not that far it's like kind of by still water um but they have really cool sculptures there and one of them is like this blowing blue it looks like fabric but it's like a little thicker and it was just really calming i'm like this is perfect and i shot some scenes by my house outside i've got some like looks like wheat fields or something <laughs> but yeah I just um I took some time whether it was 3 a.m when my son's sleeping or whenever I could to like build these um just little not even really stories but just the the um the importance of being in that space of whether it's pain or sadness you know I, I think a lot of us have seen a lot of sickness and a lot of death so I was like really wanting to tap into that and then thinking about how to calm yourself about it. So yeah, so that video just was really more minimal. And then for Rio del Rio, the last one we just did, I was like, oh yeah, how about, why don't I hit up my boy, Michael Haug, because we've done some work together and he's really amazing. And I know that he can light inside really well and he knows how to shoot really well and he was down um i hit up my friends at fox Bay studios in st paul i've worked with them a lot um it's like my girl mandy she owns this salon with her husband like so cool so asked her if she could do my makeup and she did um i did my own hair i did really like pull uh just like looking up inspiration and really helping people give direction. Because for me, if I'm asking people, and maybe this is like a trauma response, like I don't want to ask people for nothing. Yep. <laughs> but if I do, I want to help them to like, know what I'm looking for. So we're all happy and like knowing what we're trying to do. And not taking up so much time trying to like, figure stuff out. So yeah, I did that hit up my girl Davi, I was like, um, to do the last like scene that we did with Michael Howell. I was like, do you, are you able to pull some looks for me? I'm looking for three looks and one of them's gonna be like, whatever, one's casual, but like upscale, but then one is like a dress and then one, whatever. And she did, and that was really cool. And then um, there were a couple of other designers that I saw online. And for me too, like, it's so cool just growing I don't know, I don't know if I want to say growing up, but just like throwing stuff out there and not telling yourself like, oh, they don't have time or they're gonna not yeah. gonna wanna whatever. And it's like, you know what? I'm something in my heart told me to reach out to Danielle Everine. And I'm telling myself if she don't have the time or she's not available or not or whatever, that's gonna be okay. But I'm I'm told to ask her. And so I did, and she let me borrow this beautiful coat. And then um, I worked with Hi Hi Creative. They had this beautiful white 
dress. It's like all sculpture. I'm like, this is so crazy. And, and it's really back to how I wanted to showcase Minnesota artists because there's so much amazement here, um, even in fashion. It's why I really like to incorporate fashion when I'm doing music because why not? it's tight <laughs> and like it just elevates everything so yeah and then my friend rick like he really helped with the production on this um i played synth in the beginning and then he he's a bass player from mint condition oh nice he added yeah so he added guitar riffs at the end he like surprised me i came to the studio and i was like you played that huh he's like oh yeah just like no big deal. <laughs> like this is so tight. Min condition did a uh, pretty brown eyes, right? Yeah, that that's like my jam. Blew up this year too. Yep. So it's been really exciting, like seeing folks get into that, and it's like, yeah, it's our Minneapolis people, yep. and just like, yeah, art that is really great transcends time. Yeah, I mean, something you said I really relate to as well. I mean, like. I don't like asking people for, for stuff as well. And, but when I do, and when I, you know, when I'm like, Hey, I got this really good idea, you know, generally people are willing to help, you know, people are willing to help out. And, um, the DIY spirit, I mean, it's just kind of like pulling together your resources and figuring out who's good at what, and, um, just putting it all together. I think that's amazing. And uh, like I said, like your videos, they look great. Um, they sound great. And man, you're just killing it. You're killing it. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what? When we ask folks for things like that ends up bringing us closer together, too. Yep. And I've realized that in times where you're like, oh, I need help and I don't want to need help. And then it's like you're so much closer to this handful of people because you needed help. And you're like, maybe it was good. I needed help. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, uh, what kind of obstacles have you had to face in your life uh, and career to get to where you are today? Like what what's kind of inspired you to to want to help people in the way that you do? I would say like the main thing is and, and it's what's so empowering to me, too, is like generational trauma, generational trauma. Um, so, like I said, we're kind of around the same like generation and without getting too specific into things, you know, there was just, there was a lot of drugs, a lot of like negative things pushed onto our parents, yo, like for real. Yep. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm a bad person. It's like things were pushed onto folks on purpose. And then, we weren't taught how to manage our pain. Yep. We were brought to new this new land. We were pushed out to the edges and the outskirts in so many different ways. Um, you know, their parents didn't know all of the things that we know now, or that at least I know now, and a lot of us who are healing what we know. And, um, and that provides for a shaky foundation. You know what I mean? So with that, I didn't, I wasn't really taught how to manage my emotions. I wasn't taught to understand who I am. I wasn't necessarily taught where I came from. And so like having that shaky foundation just kind of put me in this world where folks could say or do things. And a lot of folks, a lot of children are kind of mean. Okay. <laughs> like, Facts. And I don't want to blame them because just like I said, like, if you're not taught how to be different, then how would you know? But um, I didn't know how to deal with that. If I had people putting gum in my hair, people telling me I'm ugly, like it really affected me really negatively. Um, there was some other situations that I got into that are more serious, like sexual assault kind of stuff, even at like the age of 13, like crazy stuff. And I didn't know how to deal with that. Um, so that was really difficult, but I will say, um, first of all, the music that I told you about this Afro-Caribbean 
music and my dance teacher Mila like she was so cool and she was somebody that I felt comfortable to open up to and so she was somebody that I could talk to um, and somebody who pushed me to see um, I don't want to say my talent but like to see the possibilities of music and how music and dance and drums can be a part of your life um, so that was really beautiful. And then I went to Central High School and one of the things that I was involved in was the Black Box Theater um, with Jan Mandel. And she was really amazing too. And I actually work with her now with the health and wellness stuff, the Irritable Grace Foundation. Um, so I did have some mentors and adults who had really um, learned how to use art, theater, music to um, get us to focus on positive things, but also get us to channel our lives and like do something good and, and build and learn how to write and learn how to, you know, get these stories out. Like that's what we did in the black box. We would write our own plays and then perform them all over. We were like in Anoka and whatever. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. These kids from St. Paul is really cool. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a lot of um, trying to understand like what I could do about the whackness of the world. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes when it gets so bad you just have to sit with yourself and think like how could I get out of this how can I get better and maybe that's why I feel like my heart is so good like I just I really always want to do the right thing and and I was thinking I was talking to my sister about what maturity means and I'm like I think it means that you're able to see the big picture and you try to do what's right for like the most people. And of course you wanna take care of yourself and make sure you're good first, but you wanna like take care of people, especially your people. And um, so I've really just been able to um, look at the big picture with everything and just be in flow with what, I, I would say I'm spiritual and not necessarily religious. Same. But I think I'm on God's time. I'm on God's plan. And I just always do what I feel is right in the moment. I try to stay motivated. Um, I actually did get my first hater comment on my Griel de Rio video. And it was so bad that I was like, I kind of laughed for a second. And I was like, oh, that's really sad. If somebody is really calling me out my name and saying bad things about me whether they know me or not from this piece of art like they must be struggling mentally like, yeah you know? <laughs> like, i got a comment on one of my podcast videos it was just trash that's all they said trash i'm like what didn't you like about it like can you be more specific can i get some constructive criticism yeah like, like i didn't like the way that you said this to this person or like i didn't like what they said to you or like you know, what about it was trash. Give me some constructive criticism. Yeah, that's, people are just haters. Yeah, but you know, and then I'm, I'm looking at it from just a, pers a bird's eye perspective, not like, how do I feel that this person is saying something to me? It's like, okay, you not right. <laughs> so yep. mate right over there and like, I hope you find happiness and I listen to people like Gary Vee. I think that's really helpful too, to like yeah, listen to I folks who are good at what they do and just like their advice. And it's like, you gave me a view though. Yep. You gave me some energy. Like it must've like sparked something in you to say something right. like it was powerful, at least a little bit, you know, yep. <laughs> like, but I, I really do hope that um, even if it's selfish, like I hope everybody finds happiness in their hearts, partly because I don't want you to like mess with me or like right. my people. <laughs> but yeah, like the opposite of love is just really hard yeah. in the world. And I just really want everybody to have what they need, you know.
I totally agree. And I, I think about that often. I, I think about other people's happiness and um, just especially, you know, with like with my family and friends, just how I wish that I could like being out of control of other people's emotions. Sometimes I think I think really bugs me. Like I can't do more for certain people. And um, I mean, a lot of a lot of what you're saying is is pertaining to my life right now. And I, I won't go into too many details publicly. I mean, maybe I will down the road, but just mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of shit has been brewing since my mom passed. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like something that you said really, really resonated. And yeah, I just I just want everybody to be happy. And it just it really makes me sad when they're not. And I have to kind of learn to I've, I've had to learn that I can't control that and to just be happy with myself and yeah, hope exactly. that other people find their own happiness as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've really had to learn. But, you know, that is really important to make sure that you're good and yep. that you are leading that example of what you want to see because an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. You know, it's like, yep. how can I like I can't force anybody to do anything. But if I'm just like happy, good, creating boundaries and, and you know, but like you can't say anything about me because I'm going to keep it positive, then then what are you going to do? Like you, right. you're just going to hit a wall and you either going to change or you're going to leave me alone, like somewhere in those lines. So, um, yeah, all we can do is really take care of our, ourselves. And this is, again, too, why I think self-preservation practices are so important. And and it's so funny that like healing is so cyclical because you think that you, you, you know, passed a hurdle and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm so proud of myself. I got past this thing and it's great. And then it's like two steps back all of a sudden. Yeah. You're like, so, or something that wasn't even happening right now is like, affecting you and you're like how come and it's like because like this is life like it's beautiful we're growing we're spiritual beings living this human experience and our spirits wanted to grow so that's why we're here that's at least what i believe and like we're getting these opportunities to make these choices to grow if we want to and if we don't want to grow i'm sure you've seen if you don't want to learn a lesson you just gonna be handed the lesson again in a very similar way or a different way and it's like okay did you get the lesson are you as patient as you think you are are you as happy or nice as you said that you wanted to be show me if, if yep. you mean it you know like i look at it like that and it's really helpful and i want to say um i'm really sorry to hear about your mom Thank you. I, I can't imagine like the, the heartache and how hard that it could be. And I'm sure with like family ties and stuff, I know things get really hard. And like I said, I'm saying this from not even knowing anything about what you're going through. Um, but like, it's hard with family. You just, when you're like, am I supposed to love you anyways? Or like yeah. whatever, you know, um, but yeah, you just got to take care of yourself. And, and I think too, like how they say you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Like that's not just with performing. That's with our souls and our spirits. <laughs> you want to come up here? Um, and, and, you know, like come up the stairs. Uh we have to do that for ourselves because oh, yeah. life is so hard and things get so crazy. Oh. And if we have this strong foundation to take care of ourselves, it's going to be a little bit easier to get through the stuff. Do you want to see my buddy? Oh, yeah. You want to say hi? Hey. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, Achi. Good job. How old are you? Um, and what's your name? Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I don't have any kids, but my niece just turned two. And it's just, it's so, it's so, uh, it's just so cool to see people that you're related to grow up, you know, and, and just uh, the, like my niece looks just like my mom. 
and it's crazy wow. like has her smile and and everything it's just it's just so cool I still can't believe I'm a mom sometimes I'm like you're a human and you're my kid like yeah what? yeah that's really cool that's awesome um so what advice would you give younger artists particularly young women who want to get into music um what do you wish that you would have known when you were starting out and I think you might have covered a lot of that but mm -hmm. um any advice that you would give to like a younger woman like say that was in your shoes 15 years ago uh getting their start I would say with anything, first of all, just follow your heart and what you're doing. Um, and by that, I mean, follow your joy or follow what makes you feel good. Um, so if that means playing music, if that means just listening to music, um, do all the things that make you feel good. Um, I would say one of the things that I feel like that is not as fun as I feel like I spent a lot of time working with folks who I ended up not liking after we did some really cool music. Um, so I would think about, you know, what part of the project that you are doing um, that you can, you can use later. Like sometimes you can use it as a learning experience. Like, oh man, like I, really got better at my lyricism or I really like got better at recording in this phase and like even though I'm not using this music later on like that really helped me grow as a person um so so you can look at it like that too but also if you wrote those lyrics and you don't want to use that beat from that person then <laughs> pops go back upstairs okay I'll be right there okay Okay, you can you can stay down here. We gotta be quiet, okay? Um, so you know, like think about like what you're bringing to the table, and um, if you want to work with folks, like just just follow your heart and realize like what um, what you are okay with and what you're not okay with. I think another important thing too to realize. Uh, is um it's so weird because i'm kind of trying to figure out the ways that i want to talk about the topic of like manipulation of people i think when i was younger i tended to talk to folks who are a little bit older than me and um and sometimes that's great sometimes you learn from folks that have been through more things than you and sometimes there are folks that, and, and we don't know what their intentions are, but some folks just have their own um, intentions and they don't necessarily care about your well being and your happiness and like your growth. And I think it's important to understand um, that that happens and that can take up a lot of time in your life. Sure. You gotta be quiet though, okay? So again, like follow your heart, whether that's with what you're doing specifically, like with music, or if that's people that you are working with, you know, never feel bad if you don't, if you're not vibing with somebody, don't feel bad if you don't want to finish something with them or whatever, like do what you want to do, because I don't know why we're here, but we are here in this space and time that is like, never going to exist again so we might as well do what we can and make the best of it while we can and we're not here forever right like we're not in this uh shell forever so you really gotta just like make the most of it i would say too like for me i'm so grateful for my health and i think like that's something to be really uh real about yeah like not everybody has the abilities that you have and we really need to realize that and, and we're not always going to have the abilities that we have so strive to just do your best and to get better um 
there are a lot of people out here. I think imposter syndrome is huge too, where folks yeah. are like, oh, I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best producer. I'm not the best issue that. Like, it ain't gotta be about the best. You can like yep. Beyonce and Alicia Keys and, you know, Mary J and all these different people take up different pockets of our lives and give us different things. And, and you do that too. And you are not your gifts. You are not what you give to other people. I believe that we are here and we're born worthy and everybody should know that like you're a human, you get to exist. And I really hope that you um, are awesome to other people. <laughs> um, but if you're not, that doesn't mean that you're not worthy. I just hope that you like learn to get, yep. get to that maturity, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, just make the best of everything while you can and learn what you can too. That's what's so wild about uh, this technology. Like you can look up anything. And I think there was a lot of times where I would kind of rely on friends that already knew stuff to try to do things, but it's like, okay, if I'm having a problem with logic, let me Google it and watch a YouTube and figure it out. Yep. Like sometimes that's what you got to do. And, and then you're going to be empowered and then you're going to be that much more skilled in what you're doing. Um, there's so much to do, especially with music. Like you even need your artwork. You know what I mean? Like your your thumbnail you need that square of what is going to represent your music like there's so many different parts to it um and like i said now like there's live shows that you could do but there's also just recording there's some people that just want to sing to their family or want to sing at weddings like there's so many different ways pops you got the quiet okay yeah He's been so wild. Like he, <laughs> he hung out with his friends that are a little bit older than him. And one of them started doing gymnastics the other day. And I swear after that, he is just like a whole new person. Like he wants to, he was like, you want to do cartwheels, mama? I'm like, I knew it. I knew that's why you were like on all fours, like doing this weird thing. Anyways, um, <laughs> my, my niece started gymnastics and she really? she's, she just loves jumping. That's her thing. So she's just super into jumping. And uh, it's it's just going to it's going to be really interesting to to see how like, well, how your son grows up and how um like my niece grows up. I mean, that's uh, it's it's super interesting because like I, I feel like kids do develop like what they're going to be into, you know, sometimes at a very young age like that. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I started with art stuff when I was like three and I, mm -hmm. I started being creative when I was like super, super little. So and that's never left. It, I mean, it's morphed in and turned into different things. But um, I feel like I feel like it's it's kind of embedded in us at young ages sometimes. So it's just going to be really interesting to to see how the next generation grows up and what they'll be into and what they'll be passionate about. And know that you can start anything at any time, too. Yep. Like if you started something at two, amazing. If you, if your best friend started something at two and you didn't yep. like be comfortable being bad at something yep. before you're great at it. Otherwise you're just not ever going to do it. Yep. And that's not fun. Like let's make something out of this masterpiece we call mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? Like at any time. And if that means that you're not going to show anybody what you're doing yet, then you can do that. But um, I feel like patience is so important. And what I'm learning, like what I learned with this album too, like I ended up re-recording vocals on a few of the songs, like 20 times like straight up because of this or that or the other whether it was levels or like sounds in the back or um just like the take um I know I am getting to know my voice more I think I really I thought I understood my voice because I was like oh yeah I'm like I'm softer and I really like Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and so I like that feeling but it's like I'm soulful too but I want to be strong too. So like to, to really just practice. And I would say too, like there are times that I, that I was out of the studio for a while and I would come back 
and I didn't feel like I was that good recording. Like my takes weren't like industry level. And I was like feeling a little frustrated, but still trying to have that patience of like, it's okay. And I swear, like after some time, after you really warm up your voice for vocals, maybe you gotta warm up your fingers if you're playing different instruments. Like sometimes that warming up will make such a difference. Sometimes it's a couple of days, sometimes it's like a half hour, but really like learn about how to warm up and like do it. And that's gonna put you in that position to, to really uh, get it out in the best way. It's been absolutely amazing to talk with you uh, this evening. I mean, this is one of the best episodes by far. I mean, it's been a very, very, uh, I feel like people are going to get a lot out of listening to this and Yay. you dropped a lot of uh, knowledge gems and nuggets. Um, and uh, uh, do you have any last words that you want to leave the people with, whether it be more gems or something you're working on, whatever. Again, technology is so wild. So just like get out there. If you're even just listening to podcasts or listening to YouTube videos while you're um, driving, if you have a job that you can listen to stuff, like that's been really helpful in my life. Um, and again, like you can start anything at any time. Like don't ever feel like you're not good enough because you're deserving, you're worthy. You get to do stuff like flex your abilities while you can, you know what I mean? While you're on this earth. Um, I am super excited that so the album is available everywhere on April 22nd. That is Earth Day. So I am thinking about different ways that I can um, be nice to the earth and try to remind her that I love her very much so I've been doing different things with like the products that I'm using I started using bamboo toilet paper and um, paper towels and really they're like thinner than other things but you can use like a thicker paper towel if you really needed it but a lot of times you don't sure hold on one minute okay I'll help you um, just things like that. Like we're voting with our dollars, you know? So really look at like what we're doing. Papa, please. I'll be right with you. Okay. Come here. It's okay. Uh, so, so I'm thinking about things to do to lead up to that April 22nd date. And then April 22nd, it was also the first date that there was a revolt, uh, enslaved people revolt in America in the 1500s so that was really interesting to me too to think about you know this traditional music that I'm incorporating and using as a foundation for what I'm doing um, so I want to talk about that too um, and then I am playing the intermission for the final fashion show of Minnesota Fashion Week on April 30th that's awesome. going to be at the Aveda Institute in Northeast so I'm really excited about that. I've loved Aveda forever. I've worked with Aveda a lot of times, learned so much from the folks there. Love the smells. And uh, this is going to be a big show. So I was super honored to be asked to play during the intermission. <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's so cool. Um, and then on, uh, for May Day on May 1st, we're going to do some bomba. Um, I'll have to let you know what time we're going to do it. Thank you so much for joining me today, for uh, giving me the time and uh, talking with me and sharing everything. I, I, I really appreciate you and you're somebody that I admire and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. And thank you for doing this. It's like, folks, we need more love and peace in the world. So I appreciate you for doing this too. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you.